Yo, yo, Real Do With A Kill podcast, man. We back with another one, man. Subscribe, like, review, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. YouTube. Everything. Monday's in the building. Special guest, man. He's back for the second time, man. My dog. My boy, Ken Boyd. Yo, yo, what up, though? My yes, brother. Sir. I'm yes, I'm here in a uh, undisclosed, undisclosed location, uh, but just know this is definitely a trap house. <laughs> There's no two ways. On, man. How's it a trap there's no two ways about it. The man that owns this place that we are in right now is a kingpin. Oh my god. There's no two ways about it. If you could see this immaculate shit they got me in, <laughs> I went up. Listen. Listen to me. Listen to what I'm about to say. You just did your nose from the live, man. No, I was looking. This was man, listen, did your nose. Pay attention, pay attention. This is exterior. Look at this. This is what I did. This is count. in, this is out. Go ahead. And I'm going live. I know what I'm going I remember last year you came with some crusty jaws last time. Thank God you didn't. That was like you had crusty panties on last time. (laughs) In any event, let me tell you something. I went up flights, plural, of staircases to get to this this one particular room that we're in right now. Flights, plural, of staircases. My ass is tight. My quads is tight. Calf muscles is tight. The, whoever owns this place has uh, Molly and and ecstasy, all type of different type of opioids. And uh, if you knew the area, you know the clientele for these those three drugs I just named are very high. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. But thank you for having having me back. This is it's an honor, brother. Since oh, so. since your departure with uh, am I allowed to say? You can say it. Since your departure with ESPN. Uh, I'm glad that you know you you know uh, took control of your your platform, and I'm glad to be you know uh, one of many. Oh one, yeah, for one, sure, man. You, you was there in the beginning. You know, what I'm saying I was I was the beginning of everything. Yeah, you know what I'm saying it's, everything's still moving and and grooving and developing. But you know, you did a lot of big shit since you came last time. Yes, dog. I have. I wish I could say the same, but yes, I have. I have done. <laughs> <laughs> God, dog, COVID, COVID didn't affect anything. God damn, I leave ESPN and I just come back to the crib. Actually, I love it here better than them. Shit, I feel like I was, uh, goddamn, I was the only black man there. At ESPN? You did? Who else you seen that was black there? I only went there at one time. I saw that chick you uh, they had in there with that fat ass. She was in there. Yeah. And she, then this nigga in the corner, he was in there. So that's two other black people I saw in there. And who they came with? Uh, I mean, I don't know who they rode with. They probably took Metro or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Man, you know what it was. You know that was there. I'm, I like man. I like it here better. I got more control. What that was? What two years ago? Three years ago? When you came on, that was like 2018. So I like that two, was barely two like and a half, three. Yeah. Two, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done some cool. It's it's life's been good for me a lot of since shit, the last time I saw you, man. And you know it only gets better. Kevin Hart's network. Did I do on Ke- YouTube? I seen it on YouTube. Did I do Kevin Hart's network? The LOL network. No, no, no. You did a special I, on that, huh? No, 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 no. I did, uh, I did uh, Heart of the City first season uh, on Comedy Central. Was that like a special? Like, was it not a special, but like that was like a something he had, but it bringing like up and coming like comedians and stuff like that? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was, um, I didn't do the special though. Some people did Heart of the City and then put them on, uh, they did like a 30 minute special on the LOL network. I didn't get selected for the 30 minute special. And be honest with you, I'm not particularly mad about that because, you know, you do a special. There's no way I can, no cool way I can say this, man. But you do a special. You want it to be 
on a more established platform. Let's put it that way. Right. So if you if I'm busting out 30 minutes or an hour or something like that, you know, I don't want to burn the material on uh, a new network. You know, you want to shoot for something a little more established. So now have what I would have done it if they would have told me, of course. But I'm not upset that I didn't get the LOL. But I did do uh, Heart of the City on Comedy Central. And then that led to the next thing and the next thing and the next so thing. So how did that happen to, uh, to get on that? On, Heart, on Kevin Hart? Yeah. All right. So um, so apparently <clears throat> um, when he had this idea to go to different cities, uh, you know, to expose uh, newer comedians, what he did was he went to these different... Um, he went to the OGs in all these different cities, yeah. the OG comedians, uh, but the more obscure cities, like uh, the place that doesn't have a market. So he didn't go to L.A. He didn't go to New York. He didn't go to I think he did go to Atlanta, but he went to places like Houston. He went to all through Alabama, Mississippi, places, places like this, Detroit, yeah. places that don't have a strong uh, uh, platform or industry isn't very present there. Right. So check this out. You want the short story or the long story? Long story. Check this out. Tell me this ain't the coolest shit you ever heard in your life. Watch this. So, I'll take it back. When I first moved to New York, right? Tell me this ain't fly. I first moved to New York, and uh, there was a, a show on a local TV station. Not local. Um, the station was called, damn, son of a bitch. But it don't matter. They've since went out of business, right? Yeah. Um, it was a show called um, Live from Gotham. At this place called Gotham Comedy Club, right? So you perform at the club, and then they will show you set on TV, right? Uh, but the name, but the station was—it was cable. It was like you know, it was a little small credit, but everyone was jockeying for position to get on this show, right? So, um, you know, certain clubs they won't even allow you to perform in New York unless you've been on TV before. So everybody wanted this, everybody, right? Yeah. Myself not excluded, right? Myself included. So I met the producers, I met the owner, I met all the people, I sent in footage, I did all the things, right? And everyone loved me except for the owner of the comedy club. So the owner of the comedy club said, nah, well, you know, we'll wait, we'll get you on one day. Which, why do you think he didn't like you at first? I can't, put, I can't in good conscience say he didn't like me, but let's, let's put it this way. I got the thumbs up, I got the approval from everyone else to be on the show except this one guy. He was the one that didn't, wasn't very quick to say Okay, let's put him on the show. So um, he would always say, well, we'll get you on one day. We'll get you on. But I'm seeing other guys getting on. Every, everybody, everybody's getting on. So I started to feel a certain type of way about this, man. I'm Ken Boyd, man. I'm hilarious, right? You know, this is what goes on in your mind. There's no humble way. There's no humble thoughts when it comes to shit right. like this. Motherfucker, do you know who I am? Yeah. I'm Ken Boyd. This is the thoughts that you have, right? Yeah. So, and then you really start judging people, man. You looking at everybody else performing. I'm funnier than that motherfucker. You yeah. got him You start on? feeling a certain way and shit. Yeah, 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 you know sure. what I'm saying? It's, it's no, it's, it's, it's human nature, man. It's not just me. It's like everyone does it. Like you go pick, even when you go out to the club or something, it's a gorgeous woman, you, you and your boys, and you step up, right? Hey, baby, how you doing? She's like, nah, I want him. You want this nigga? <laughs> Over me? Bitch, my dick is this big. Like all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're missing out on. You know what I'm saying? Bitch, I'm rich. I got money. You know what I'm saying? So all this shit goes on your mind, man. So I'm looking at all these guys they uh, allowing on the show. Like, you picked this nigga? So, moon, fast forward. I don't get on the show, right? I get a call 
from the Houston OG. His name is Al Freeman. Mm-hmm. Al D. Freeman. Hilarious comedian. Been in the game for decades, right? Yeah. He calls me, man. He says, hey, um, um, Kevin Hart has come, is coming out with a show with Comedy Central. And he's going to uh, these, you know, obscure places uh, to look for talent. Houston is one of the places that he's coming to for his new show. It's called Heart of the City. They reached out to me and asked me, who do I think would be good for the show? But here's the catch. Check this out. You listening? They want people who's never been on television before. Damn. Right? So he says, uh, I'm going to have a guy from Comedy Central call you, right? Mm-hmm. So once he calls you, just, you know, let him know that, you know, uh, uh, you're one of my picks, Al D. Freeman, yada, yada, let him know, yada, yada. So a couple days go by, the guy calls. Uh, he said, hey, I'm blah, blah, blah from Comedy Central, man. Can I speak to Ken Boyd? Yeah, speaking. Uh, yeah, Al Freeman gave us your contact information, and uh, Kevin Hart is uh, producing a show uh, with Comedy Central. And we just want to know if you would be a good candidate. And I was like, okay, we just want to speak to you. Right, what you want to know? He said, yeah, um, have you ever been on television before? No, I haven't. Okay, that's all we want to uh, only thing we want to know. We'll be sending you the paperwork to confirm everything to sign. You have a nice day, and we'll be in touch. That's it. But watch this. Had I got the bullshit show, right, that was on cable TV, a, a, st- a network that doesn't even exist anymore, and they say, hey, have you ever been on TV? And I say, yeah, I was on Gotham Comedy Live. Okay, you have a nice day. We can't use you. Damn. You understand what I'm saying? So things worked out better than exactly. you did the BST uh, network. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So this is the, that's the long story. Yeah. So, you know, those, these things we think we want, right? We think we want, we like, man, if I could just get this, that's a TV credit I'm on. So now, let me ask you, let me ask you and everybody else listening, everybody watching on, uh, um, on my live, you're a comedian, or you're an actor, or whatever. Your television debut, mm-hmm. you got choice one, choice two. Your TV debut, do you want it to be on this rinky dink cable network station that some people might see, a lot of people not going to see, or do you want it to be on Comedy Central with the biggest motherfucking comedian who's ever existed? Which one you want? Choice number two, exactly. Yeah, right. So that's how it came so about. So it just shows that you just can't take everything that's presented to you. you know not not only can't take everything that's uh, not presented to you, but also humble yourself and believe right. in the process. Believe in you know this. I don't know. This might sound kind of corny to some people. Destiny is a word I'm going to throw out. You know. Right. Uh, you know what's for me is for me, and what it ain't it ain't. Same thing with women, man. You know. You know. I think I'm a fairly attractive guy. With fair, you know, with a nice amount of talent, intelligence, with some cash, bitches tell me no all day long, <laughs> you know, all day long. And in my mind, I'm like, it's the same what, the same yeah. mind. Like, bitch, do you know who I am? Yeah. But you know, some are gonna choose you, some or not. Same thing with, uh, you know, uh, uh, professionally or any type of entrepreneurship. Some opportunities are gonna come your way. Some are just flat out not. Yeah. You know, so you have to be. You have to believe in your purpose enough to know, like, okay, well, you know, it would have been nice to have that, but whatever, you know, something else will come along my way. You know, acting, whatever, man. And that's been my experience for pretty much the entirety of my career. So how you feel about a lot of people now on Netflix is getting, like, a lot of, like, specials? 
even like not even the biggest names like it's just some people that's just getting like some specials on Amazon mm-hmm. or on Netflix. Have you ever thought about trying to get one of those in the uh, near future? You know the crazy part is, I have a special on Amazon. What? Yeah. I, when I don't got Amazon. Oh, you know what? I just oh, really, yeah. I just realized that the okay, this is better, right? This is better. Oh, that look, I can tell right now. Yeah, because my face was in the uh, in the like the comments. So both our faces was blocked by the comment. Brother, can you nigga rig that? So I, okay, bet that's cool. That's so y'all can good right y'all can see us now. You better give credits and G Pink Fox. Hey man, shut up. This is my interview. <laughs> People always wonder, what about Jesus? Man, come on. That goes without saying. Yeah. Yeah, you know. But, but no, so you got a special on Amazon? How long have been on? I got a special on Amazon Prime. Ain't that crazy? How long? How long a lot been? of shit has transpired since we uh, talked about yes. it. Yes. I didn't know about that. I got a special on Amazon Prime. It's called The Experience. It's called, if you look up Ken Boy The Experience, you'll see my sexy ass face come up. Oh, my God. But you know what's funny? Here's another, another thing that's just, it's almost serendipitous, man, because... The special, I shot it six, seven years ago. No shit. Matter of fact, it was the first time I came back to Houston to perform after moving to New York for a year. I was in New York for a year, and I came back uh, June of 2014. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. So, yeah, six years. six. I guess it makes seven years this year. And... um, my attempt, I was going to make my second DVD. My first DVD was called Mama Raised a Fool. Yeah. Back when DVDs were... Called DVDs. Exactly. When they were a thing, yeah. right? So by the time I shot and made and got through post-production and all that, with my what was going to be my second DVD, which was called The Ken Bard Experience, DVDs had became obsolete. Yeah. You understand? Streaming was the thing, downloading all that. I was like, my nigga, if I, I'm, if I sell DVDs... I might as well start giving out DVD players along with it. <laughs> I can't, I can't sell this shit, man. <laughs> they gonna take it. So I told my guy, I told my videographer, very, very, very talented guy named uh, Fetty. I don't know if he's on here right now. We can't talk smart comedian shit. Shut the fuck up and listen. Oh, it's my man, Thirty Nine. You know Thirty Nine Cents? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's my man, Thirty Nine Cents, right there, man. Okay, that's what's up. We yeah, doing yeah. a show this month on the twenty first. Me, him, and I. Oh, it's gonna be good, man. I'm hosting twenty first this month. Uh, it's a place on Fondren called Libations. It's Yo. me, a guy named Shabazz, uh, Playtime, and he's going to headline. Hey, I'm going to tell 39 Cent, we need, we need to do a freestyle on one of these uh, Houston beats, dog. Oh, man, I don't think you're ready for 39, man. Oh, Thir- on, 39 man. will shut everybody down, man. Come on, man. You he, he freestyles, Monday, brother. Can he, you please tell him my freestyle? You, you, you think you fucking with 39 Cent on freestyle? Monday, can you please Boy. tell him? No, it's not about verses. It's about, you know, collabing on the shit. Cause I, see, I see his style. Okay. So freestyling. I'm like, man, I could do the same shit. All I'm saying is, my together. man, 39 Cent, will crush you. Will crush you. This is my nephew's fan. What's up? Uh, yeah, man. It's my guy right there, man. But yeah. in any way, in any event. So 21st? So the 21st of this month, him, me, and a brother, a comedian named Shabazz. Shabazz Playtime. His, is his stage name. Oh, it's going to be good, man. We're going to get up there and have some fun. Man, let me know. I'll be there. And, but um, to finish my point, um, we shoot it, and I tell my um, my videographer, a guy named Fetty. I don't know if you know him or not. Mm-mm. So Fetty, very, 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 very good, very talented uh, uh, videographer. Uh, he's like, yo, what you want to do with this footage? And I was like, well, ain't shit I can do with it, man. Yeah. I mean, because I didn't want to stream it. I didn't I, I didn't have a platform for that at the yeah. time. Because I was going to stream it. I wanted to do a big platform, man, like a Netflix or Amazon Prime. right? But none of that was available to me at the time. 
So I told him, I said, hey, man, you know, we might have to just go and scrap it. He said, you want to scrap the whole thing? And another reason I wanted to scrap it, I had evolved so much as a performer. I was like, ah, this performance really doesn't quite represent me the way I wanted to. So I was ready to scrap the whole thing. So years go by, and uh, just recently, early, oops, early 2020, dare I say approaching a year ago, uh, flirting, flirting with a year, the greater part of a year, mm-hmm. he reaches out and says, hey, you want your, the shit we shot back in the day, you want it on Amazon Prime? And me, with zero confidence in this nigga whatsoever, I say, yeah, sure, go ahead. Yeah. Put it on Amazon Prime, whatever, right? Maybe a week or two go by, he texts me, yo, man, all right, we got, I got it on now. We, you live on Amazon Prime right now. He go to the link. I say, this motherfucker did it. Yeah. <laughs> this nigga got my shit on Amazon Prime. I say, yo, I didn't want to watch it for the longest. I didn't want to promote it. Because once again, I shot it six years prior. Yeah, so a lot of things has happened. So a lot of things like, man, my, you know, my style is different. My approach is different. My yeah. presentation is different. I'm a lot sharper now. I see all the mistakes I made back then. So I finally sat down and watched it. And for the first half, I was like, yo, this shit sucks. This is just not good. It's like, man, it's like I could, I'm, I, uh, it's like I couldn't get out the blocks. I wasn't. I didn't start off strong the way I wanted to, man. And but then something beautiful happened, man. The second part of the special, I really started getting into the material and making my points I wanted to make. And then I'm making good comedy is, you know, it's funny, but it's controversial. It doesn't have to be, but mm-hmm. if you're making certain points, right? That's un- if you're presenting unpopular opinions, right? And you present them in in a certain way to where, even if you disagree with what I'm saying, you can respect my point of view. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Might not agree or disagree, but you're going to respect it. Exactly, right? So, a lot of things I'm saying, man, was very, a lot of the opinions were very unpopular. And I'm sitting there like, oh, shit, I can't believe I said that. Like, a lot of shit I forgot to say. What you said that was like, made you do that? One thing I said was, uh, I won't say the joke, but I'll I'll say the exact line. That may now listen. I'm in my apartment by myself in New York City, and I finally said, Man, let me watch this thing. Like I said, for the first half, I'm like, Yo, this is just not good. I can't believe this shit is on Amazon Prime. People go look at this and think I'm a fucking joke, man. Like I said, but then the second part, I'm like, Okay, yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point. Man, that's damn. Because remember, I'm, I'm forgetting a lot of shit that I did six years ago. Oh, that's a long time ago. So I'm looking, I'm looking, and I said, This one line that literally made me say, God damn! I made a point about women. Uh oh. Right. You know. You know about Kevin Samuels. Mm. You know about Kevin Samuels. Okay. If you know about Kevin Samuels out there, Kevin Samuels makes. Oh, Kevin Samuels. Yeah. yeah. Put me Come on, man. Kevin Samuels. Boy. Lace me up. Lace boy, me up. look here. Lace me up. It's a relationship. Nigga. Kevin Samuels talk about unpopular opinions, right? Yeah. It's, it was very Kevin Samuel-esque, the shit I was saying six years ago. So he was saying things about women that was unpopular. Unpopular. Okay, okay. okay. And, I, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you the exact line. And I said, well, you know, a lot of women, man, want to be courted and a lot of women want to be taken out, you know, on these uh, very, very nice, they, as they should, they're women, right? And a lot of women want you to climb walls and jump through hoops, you know, just to get with them and things of that nature. And I said this, I said, the hard truth is 
a lot of you women are just not worth the effort. And when I'm looking at myself say this as a young Ken Bart, I said, God damn. Yeah, but it's but it's kind of, it's true. Not yes, it's true. Is- but I this is how I correlated. I correlated by saying, um, I gave an example about um crawfish, mm-hmm. right? And I you know, anyone that knows me, you know, I don't eat I don't eat crawfish. Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't like the taste, but it's just too much work. Yeah, to, to do it. To I was like that a long time. The, for a long it's like time the meat like is this much. A lot of people go crazy over it, man. But yeah. it's like now, if it was a lobster, that's different. I'll put in the work because I know the reward. Is I totally worth see it. where you're coming from. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'll crack the shell and I pull out the hammer because I know that meat is gonna be nice and thick and juicy, man. Pause. And it's gonna be big uh, balls. Good lord! Delicious. What the hell we was going through in this one? And I'm talking about lobster. I don't know what y'all think about. But uh, somebody came in that bitch. That's like big dick meat. Like, whoa! whoa I ain't say nothing about no dick, but we see where your mind at. I ain't say nothing about no dick. I ain't say nothing about no dick, but we see, we see, we smell with the rockets too. So if it's that, then I don't mind. So I correlated. A lot of you women are crawfish. You understand? You know how rare a lobster. That's why lobsters cost so much. And crawfish, you can buy it by the pound. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's it's not as valuable. What so, you're saying is true. Yes, it's true, but it's still unpopular. It doesn't matter how true it is. It's very unpopular. So I, and so I, I brought it 360 by saying a lot of you women are just not worth the effort. You think you're a lobster, but you're not. You're a crawfish. You understand? So I'm watching me say this shit. I'm like, boy, you have some balls on you. Not to say I wouldn't say it now, but... The second half of the special made up for the, the first, first half. half. So now I can, with confidence, tell people like, "Yeah, I got a, I got a special on Amazon." Yeah, Amazon Prime, man. And so it's been, it's been live for maybe the greater part of a year. Let's say seven, eight months or something yeah. like that. Not a year yet, but it, we're approaching. But it's two things I want to say because one, it's like I think we all do it. It's like we look back at our old self. Mm-hmm. I know I do it for my podcast. When I look back at 2017, people be like, "Oh my God, I love the interview you did with." With X, Y, and Z, <clears throat> Megan, or a flip, or X, I'm, I'm looking, I'm saying, ugh, I did that, I said that, I sounded like that. Like, we look back at our old self, I think we all do. Mm-hmm. I say, you know I say, yuck at the uh, interviews you did recently. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my second point, because we have a popular opinion. I'm totally joking. I, 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 sorry, that's how I'm laughing. I already know you are. That's how I know you are. You interviewed Megan Thee Stallion? Three years ago. Like, no, four. T- 2017. Right, right, four years ago, right, right. It was it was right before the pop, huh? Right before the pop. Really? She, sure. I, was, I was the first one in Houston. She don't fuck with you no more? No, we still we still follow each other on Instagram. I mean, but... I had to you know what it was. I had, her, I had her mom's number. God rest her soul. I oh, had her mom her passed number. away. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Passed this? away 2019. Ah, uh, yeah. I never Cancer, knew that. yeah. So it's like when I uh, had on, I bit, but I bit knew about it before people did. I knew about it like 2015. Because at, at first, we just finally shut on Instagram. Well, mm-hmm. I follow her on Instagram. I'm like, damn, this mo, she bad as hell. I have a crush on this. I'm not even doing a podcast. I'm just at TSU, doing this, school. This nigga, you heard it here first. This nigga invented a podcast just so he can uh, <laughs> get Megan Thee Stallion in the room. The, the lengths that niggas would go to <laughs> for possible vagina. <laughs> nah, man. So, I gotta be successful. So but the I, thing was, she went in the first episode. She was like number three, four. She well, was in there. Could you still get it for an interview now? Probably not, right? It will be because she's not gonna check her DMs. Mm-hmm. So it would be t- if I put like if her mom was still alive right now. It would be a it would be a go. She, but, she was tough even back then. Nah, all I did was no, no, no. Physically, she was tough. Nah, she wasn't. Nah, she's actually like 
very attractive in person. Now, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. Tough, no. Physically, did she look as good then? Oh, hell yeah, 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 yeah. What's wrong with this man? Oh, man, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no, like, she's Megan's like... A lobster, somebody said Meg is a lobster. Now, I don't know her personally to make that assessment. Physically, she's very attractive, but I don't, you know... Well, this thing about Meg, we... I knew she was going to be in this position years ago. Mm-hmm. Because she just had everything. I even told her on the show. I said, "Man, you this before big old freaking everything." I told her on on, on podcast. I said, "Look, you have the looks, you have the voice, you have the swag, you have everything. That's, you have the following. Mm-hmm. All you missing is one hit." Mm-hmm. Right after I said that, a year, few months later, a year later, big old freak comes out. Bam! Since big old freak came out, hit after hit after, after hit. Every, cause that's all she was missing was a home run. Mm-hmm. She was getting, she was getting the base hits. She was, you know, what I'm saying, she wasn't striking out. I would have pulled my dick out if I was you. <laughs> in the room with Megan her mom was right mom there. Was Mama and all, nigga. <laughs> now look here, nigga. I, this is for your daughter, but if you interested, <laughs> that's wrong. I shouldn't say that about this. Mm-mm. Oh my God. It's Megan the Stallion, man. Come on, man. It's me too going on and shit. Gonna pull your dick out in the, in the goddamn podcast. Can't now, do that. now, what's 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 worse? What's worse? Me actually pulling my dick out in in front of someone, or me joking about pulling my dick out on a podcast? Both. They <laughs> say both. You niggas is pussies these days, man. <laughs> you niggas disgust me, man. A nigga can't make a joke. You know what's funny? A lot of a lot of. I was gonna talk. I think we talked about it last time how the sensitivity level of stand-up comedy is like it's like people take everything serious. Like for example, we was I was at a door. And I watched you perform. Mm-hmm. My first time seeing you perform live, so I said, you know, I'm going to come up. That was your first time watching me? In live, yeah. Before that, you, you was in Brooklyn. You was in New York. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you never came to my improv yeah, yeah, show. Yeah, I seen it on I YouTube. Did. Okay, right, right, right. So I'm like, man, I knew this shit going to be funny as hell. And I, t- I, t- I told the girls, well, I said, man, this shit going to be funny. Watch this. Yeah, what's that name? <laughs> this nigga ain't shit. I'm going to throw it to this nigga, man. Oh, man. I ain't doing it. <laughs> If I had something to throw, I promise, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> Niggas would not say them names, boy. Hey, what's that chick you was with? Oh, man, come on. Anyways, next question. Uh, yeah, you was funny, man. You was funny at the show. <laughs> no, no, but that, that shit was hilarious because the dude, you was getting on like, I guess it's kind of easy to pick on like homosexual people, I guess, because it's like an easy target. But two of them was cool, but the one got mad. Yeah. And it was funny because I seen one of the dudes walk through. He came through the door. And I said, oh, shit, dog. He's finna roast this dude. Cul-de-sac hairline and shit. <laughs> I said, damn, he's finna roast him. I just knew it. So I was, I ain't know, I ain't know if he was gonna see it, but I was like, man, he gonna probably roast this dude, man. Well, me, when I'm on stage, I, I like I like it well lit. A lot of people, um, <clears throat> a lot of performers want want it dark because they don't want to see the people. It does some something to them psychologically. But Since, I'm not yeah, I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite. I want to see. I like to fuck with the lights on. I like to see what I'm doing. Yeah. I want to see the back row. I want to see the side. I want to see everybody. I want to see somebody going up to the bathroom. I want to see the faces people make. You know. You know that does. The front row's an easy target too. Well, man, well, here's the thing, man. I never really target anyone. You know, even with the the <clears throat> the guys that I end up addressing uh, that particular night, jokes were made. You know, but I. It, it was nothing malicious. It was, I didn't target them. You know, even afterwards, it was like, hey, man, you know, fellas, I thank y'all for letting me, you know, play around. Thanks for being great sports, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, which I do when I feel like I've made anyone the butt of 
more than just a few jokes. If I go to if I go to them more than just a few times, then then I make sure I you know speak to them afterwards. But in any event, you know it's it's more like it it's more so of the art form of addressing the elephant in the room. You know, I don't go in saying, damn, I hope it's three gay guys in the crowd so I can use these jokes I just wrote. But, you know, you get up there, you look at a table, and bam, that is three gay guys. And one of them has a fucking, a horseshoe hairline, a cul-de-sac that's a fro. It's not even short. It's like a, it's a baby fro, like Uncle Phil. It was bad. Nigga, how can I not address the motherfucker? It, it was bad, bro. I was How like, "How can I not? Her. How can I not?" All I told, so, I said, "Man, don't roast me. Don't, don't do that, man. You know, we cool." Don't do but that. he had the perfect shield because he was sitting right behind the table of gay guys. So I can't. My eyes won't even get to you because it's stopping at this nigga with the with the cul-de-sac. Yeah. So you know, uh, that's all it is, man. And, um, and you freestyled it that night, like it wouldn't even. And I and I told and I told I told the girls what I said, man. Look. He didn't write that shit. Like he freestyled it the whole time. Fuck you, man. <laughs> shit. Yeah, so, man. So he free. You freestyled it the whole time, and I knew it. Like I just, I could just, I watch enough stand up comedy to understand. Like, all right, I'm not, a, I'm not, I don't do stand up comedy. I'm not in the business, but yeah. I watch enough to know. Like, all right, and you're not. Funny. This person is freestyling. This person has written jokes. Yeah. You know what well, well, it's all about uh, reading the room. And I've been to Adore enough, that particular place, enough to know that material uh, doesn't go over as well as the in-the-moment um, assessments. Yeah. Like the, the, the improv. The improv is better received than the setup punch, setup joke punchline. Now, if we were in a established comedy club an improv or something that was more conducive people paid their money you gotta realize it's a free show people just walk in but if someone where people paid their money to go in and watch the show they're more uh inclined to sit and listen and watch and be quiet they want the show they want to hear what you think about abc xyz they want to hear your material now don't get me wrong improv is is always good once it's done right but it's better received in that uh that particular setting because they know what they know what they're going to exactly like, versus like the, place the, you, the place you was at. I was there watching you. It's not a comedy place. No, it's it not. just so happened to have comedy night. Exactly. So some people just went like, I'm going, I'm going to ex- yeah. this place tonight just to get a few drinks and food. Exactly. That not was, knowing there's a comedy night. That was more. It's it's a it's a lounge, and you'll see that you'll see that more often than not with places that don't have a, a very strong industry there, like Houston. You know, anywhere that's not. L.A. or New York, yeah. it's a good chance you're going to be performing in a lounge. What about Detroit? I heard Detroit's like a good... Uh, is it? A good a good what? Comedy spot? Like, it's not a good comedy city? I'm sure they have comedy clubs. Even, okay, gotcha. That's even, okay. Even New York, they have comedy clubs. But even still, it's like, if you if you can't uh, strike a deal with the comedy club owners, then you'll be like, okay, we performing at this vegan restaurant over here. So, that happens everywhere, okay. but it's gotcha. more, uh, more often, it's more common. It's not like, oh, you, if you make it in Houston, you can make it anywhere. It's Ex- not like that. Exactly. So for that particular uh, uh, place, you know, is, is it was a little less organized, and that's not a knock to the place, but in comparison to an improv oh, yeah, for or sure. an A-list comedy club where they have, you know, national headliners there, you know, it's not going to be that same sense of um, <clears throat> organization or conduciveness 
for a stand-up comedy show. Yeah. So I knew that going in. I know they're going to receive, you know, my improv better than the, hey, I noticed this the other day, and this is what I think about this. This is my here's my con- my stream of consciousness on this topic, that topic, and this topic. Right. I know they want the. I, I believe someone even yelled it out. A young lady that I know that I've been knowing for years, she yelled, don't come with that commercial shit. We want that hood shit. So, mm. nigga, what, what I'm going to do? Yeah. And I see three gay guys that, oh, you can, nigga, hell yeah. So that's 15 minutes right now. Exactly. That, hey, makes, that makes sense, though. Because so so that's, what, that's, that's, that's the approach. Reading the room, knowing what you can do in the moment, knowing, okay, I can do material here versus... I have to do improv here, or I can do a balance in this particular room. So, knowing what you're getting into, being uh, wise enough, experienced enough uh, to know the room, knowing the audience, you know, that night people was playing Uno and shit. Like, do you remember that? Right. That's like, what I'm saying. On the side while the show was going on, they had a whole Uno table. I'm like, right. okay, I have to, this is survival mode. Yeah. I have to pull my blade out and, and, and make it through tonight. Yeah. So, and I knew you were going to kill it, though. It was, it, was a, it was a good show. What did you think about, did you see the dude out that performed right before you? He's he probably like a young dude, like rookie, you know what I'm saying? He's not like a... Was he a heavier guy? Yeah. Okay, that's Corn. That's my man, Cornelius White. Cornelius, um, uh, man, he's good in certain settings. And I don't know how long he's been performing, but uh, I don't know if he was experienced enough to know or to read the room to know that this is the type of crowd where material may not be best received and they may be more inclined to receive the in-the-moment humor. It looked like it. Because <clears throat> you, know, you know the thing, man, and I don't want to put a race on it, but in my experience, more often than not, us, our people, you know, the, the inner city black person or black people, if you go to perform in, in front of a, um, a A-list comedy club, Yes, they want to know if your material is funny. But in that setting, we don't care about your material. Are you funny? Yeah, basically, that's what it is. You, the person, the that's individual. What, and I can tell Are you. you funny? I don't care what you wrote. I don't care what you think about right. Trump. I don't care what you think about politics. Can you be funny? The person, without all of that, all of that, the person, all by yourself. That's what they want to see. Exactly. And they look like it. I'm looking, I'm like, <clears throat> all right, he's saying things that he obviously wrote. Yeah, this so. Obviously something. You could tell the crowd was, was talking through it. They was doing. They was minding their own business. You had some people paying attention, mm-hmm. but it's more so like people doing their own thing. They wasn't really paying attention to him. Yes. he said a couple of things that was like <clears> funny. <throat> but if he was at a comedy club, it would be better received. Yeah, like, okay, I see what you're talking about. All yeah. right, this makes sense. So I don't know if he once again. I don't even know how long he's been performing, but I can't say if he's experienced enough to make that call on the moment. Maybe that's something he has to learn, um, or I don't even know if he has the ability, you know, right. to do that. I performed with uh, with him several times. But all of those times were more conducive settings. Yeah. So I don't. I, I just don't know. I don't. I don't know if he didn't make the call or if he has the ability to go off script in that manner. But you know, he's he's solid. But yeah. in that setting, it it didn't. You yeah. Know. yeah. I could t- I could tell he had some potential. It wasn't it wasn't the best setting for him. Right. In that particular exactly. moment. And I'm, I want to go off topic. I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, cause me and actually Monday was talking about this before you got here. The video that's going viral with the with the people that I was in Pennsylvania, the uh, the couple that got killed, they were plowing they were plowing snow. Oh yeah, I just saw Willie D posted that, huh? Yeah, they was. Yes. I don't know if y'all saw this or not, but dude, uh, I want to I want I want to get some ice real yo, fast and pull kid, this in real fast. My so man, 
You no, leave. You getting it? I'm right here. You leaving your own shit I'm to go leave. get? You can. We can talk. You fucking you. alcoholic. Monday. How many times I did this? People can still hear. We can still keep it going. Plenty of time. You got water over there. We got water. See, that's all I see. Exactly. That's why I got up. Cause I got some water. Give me some fucking water, my man, Kenny Warren. What's up, Kenny Warren? What's up, brother? Yeah, man. But um, so yeah, if anybody doesn't know, that was a um. That shit was crazy. It that was, was it was wild, man. Thank you so much, brother. That uh, was on that, that was a couple in Pennsylvania. They were shoveling the snow and they get into it with a neighbor. They they're jarring at each other back and forth. The neighbor comes over with a gun, shoots them both, kills them both. Went back and got another gun. He switched guns. Oh yeah, he, he, I guess he ran oh, out. Yeah. That one went back to the garage or something. Got the the. the, you didn't, the so you didn't, okay, so what happened? I stopped watching after because something about. I mean, I can watch people die all day long on a movie. So you didn't see because so I know, know it's fake, video. but I can't watch Ooh. an actual snuff. So it's like, man. I, I so don't what know. happened was I don't that. See this. So I, it was cringy for me too. So what happened was that. So they were, the couple was plowing snow onto the other the person across the street property. Mm-hmm. So what's happened is that they plowing snow. The dude comes out. I forgot their names. So I don't want to butcher their names or nothing. He comes out. I'm like, hey, can y'all please stop? Fuck you, yada yada yada. You know, it's just talking back and forth to him, not knowing what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The man, the husband, says out. Pussy, you know what I'm saying? Just saying, I'm just even like the short, brief video. Some dude probably goes in there like, okay, I got your pussy. Comes out, gets a pistol, shoots with a nine millimeter, shoots the what? Shoots wife the woman first, right? And the husband. So they both like, ah, oh, ah, oh, they, they, you know what I'm saying? Like he's crying and shit. What noise did they make? Ah, 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 ah. You know what I'm saying? See, calling this man a pussy, but it's like, yo, you the one that's crying out. You know what I'm saying? Like, so neighbor comes over, somebody else try to come over and try to see what's oh, going on. Like this outside. dude comes out with an M16. Wow. Shoots the man point point blank in the ra- point blank range. Bow gets gets him out the way. Goes to the wife. Says you should have kept your fucking mouth shut. Bow blow the brains out. Oh, right. Some movie. It, it look. It's something like you see. Dude, a movie, man. have you seen the movie Unhinged? That's exactly what. Oh, that's with Russell Crowe. That's exactly what that was because you do not know what people's going through. That's why I don't honk the horn. That's Yo, why I don't do anything. Someone said crazy. that. Someone said that on my live said he killed himself. My girl Keisha Nicole. killed himself this after my, the fact. This is my IG live girlfriend right here. He killed himself. Killed himself. I'm gonna tell. You, I'm gonna tell you something too, because the way that video went down, they had some shit going on. Probably for a few months or weeks or days, whatever. That it's wasn't the no. It's no question, my nigga. Who gets that upset over some snow and some words? There was some animosity that was already building for possibly years. You know what I'm saying? That dude, the husband probably fucked his wife and the kid might be his. He probably shot his dad. We don't know what. It don't make it right. They don't make it right. But that was... That was not an in-the-moment decision. No, you don't do that. Absolutely not. Come and, on, man. And and their kid was upstairs, fifteen years old, with autism upstairs. Why that happened? The the, the so couple. couple had a kid. Fifteen years old had autism, sitting there, probably playing two K and shit. Sad, don't man. Fortnite. Don't know. Sad man. Don't what, know what's going on. What about? I don't know if y'all know. What about the guy? The it made uh, you young, bro. You boring you? Yeah, you guys are terrible. Oh fuck you. The Piece guy did did he live alone? Did he have a wife? Did he we have kids? No I, one knows. Probably by himself. They didn't say he had a wife or anything. They just say he killed himself after the fact. And my thing was that he already had that he already had that in his head already probably 
for that to happen. He was probably already thinking about suicide, and then that just boiled over. Oh man! Before I kill myself, let me uh, take out two people. Let me get rid of these niggas that I really don't. Cause last year they put this motherfucking snow on my yard too. So fuck them. That's crazy. Hey oh. man, that's it's unfortunate, man. But hey man, move. I'm moving to the country. Plains, Pennsylvania. That's where it happened. With no neighbors. So I'm, I'm like Kevin McAllister. I'm living alone. Do you hear me? I'm living alone. So I'm I'm I want to I want to switch gears with this one. Why you Why you even bring that up? I'm depressed now. I just want to say if you saw it. Just get your thoughts on it. That's all. Well, I mean, we pretty much you know we in we in the same boat. That was that was some prior conflict. You That's know, a bit. There's who, no way. Who here. knows what? But. I'm a little too intelligent to believe that this was a one-off, isolated incident. Oh yeah. That that led to that conclusion. Who knows how long the uh, some type of few. Now look at okay, look at the big picture here. The reality of it is that the they were shoveling the snow onto his yard, right? Right. Who knows how long little petty ticky tack shit been going on between these two uh, households? You know, I put snow on your yard. You have your dog come shit on my yard. I might piss on your fucking house. Who knows? Who knows? But, you know, once again, doesn't make it right. But yeah. there was already some type of tit for tack back and forth. There was always some type of, already some type of animosity, some type of conflict that was already there. And this was the breaking point. This was the straw that broke the camel's back to say, you know what? This is it. My fucking... Kids are grown. My kids are in college. I live here by myself. I'm depressed anyway. I'm sick of y'all shit. Before I take myself off the map, him watching them put that snow in his yard is the last shit he needed to see. Fuck everybody. Pow, 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 pow. So, basically, it's, un it's still unfortunate. Sad shit. You know, it's very unfortunate. Your, uh, uh, James Harden. With the Rockets. It had to go. I never heard of that man before a day in my life. Okay. Well, there you go. There was a guy that had number 13. was traded yeah, from OKC. I'm not familiar. Plays for Brooklyn. I don't familiar. Uh, he didn't give us a championship in the city. I don't know anything. I don't know anything Even the phone him. didn't know. The phone failed. Even the phone, like, look, even the phone said, fuck it. Fuck that nigga. The phone's... Look. Hey, man, look. You know what, though? Rockets look good. Rockets look damn good. Will got an ankle sprain. I, I get it. I understand. But, hey. We got Wood. <sighs> we got... John Wall, we got Victor Oladipo. He's gonna get traded. We, he said. He's going to Miami. No, they just say he's gonna get traded. So he doesn't want to be there, technically. Yeah, they, he said they said that before he even came, huh? Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. But you winning? It's cool that he really. Played it ain't like the Pacers was just a on fire ass. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of fucking nerve, man. But where does he? Does he want to go somewhere in particular? They ain't say they just say on the block. But you know what? When I watch him play with them. I, what I think they're trying to do is trying to package a deal because they're trying to get rid of Gordon and Tucker's contract, and they older, so they're trying to go. They're trying to go young. That's why they bring in Kevin Porter, who's in G League right now. So what they're trying to do, I think, is trying to package up a deal to get Gordon, Tucker, and Oladipo out the way. That way they get somebody else young, probably a big man since Wood is 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 injured and everything. So I think they, that's what they're trying to do. I mean, but they still got the draft picks from um, Cleveland. From Cleveland. Yeah, so they can package that. I mean. uh... I wouldn't mind if uh, they don't need all the depot. 
they do with this line. You can. He's a damn good addition to the team. Let's be real. Nah, he is. But like, you know who I want. You know who's unhappy. Who I wouldn't mind coming over to Houston. Bill. Bill who? Bradley Bill. Yes. Yeah. Yes. How yeah. cool would that be? John Wall. John Bradley Wall. Bill. And I'm telling yo, John Wall, get on the phone. Call your man. Tell him to come over here, man. Yeah. That's your boy. I know that's your team, so I know you get Bradley Bill, you and that mug like, hey. Get him. Hey man, I might get a I might get a Bradley Bill jersey. But you know what? I I, I can say this to all the women out there. Uh oh. I now understand your pain. And I'll tell you why. After you invest so much in a relationship, anybody, any woman out there who's ever been cheated on or, you know, invested so much, man, and it didn't work out. Let me tell you something. I gave this nigga, James, the best years of my life. And didn't get a ring? Damn. And you gonna leave me for another bitch? The grass is greener on the other side? Mm-hmm. Wait till mm-hmm. I see. I'm ready to bust this nigga's windshields. Do you hear me? Yeah. I gave this nigga my all. I got all the jerseys. Pick a color, nigga. I got it. Nigga. Man, I'm all out in Sandro Pay and fucking. He on your TV screen right here in front of you. I, whatever, man. I can't even look at the nigga, man. <laughs> well, let's be honest. Okay, do you got them leaving the East, getting out the East, going to the finals? Yes. Do you got the Lakers beating them? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I say the Lakers going. Not to say it's impossible. I would say it's a seventy-five to eighty percent chance that the Lakers will go back to back. I'm giving Brooklyn. A twenty to twenty-five percent chance to be, you know, who knows injuries? Who who knows what could happen? But I was watching the Lakers play just last night against the Nuggets. Against the Nuggets, the Nuggets were up by what? Fifteen. Fifteen. Foregone conclusion that the Nuggets are going to win this game. How about LeBron with a fucking fifteen and O run? Am I right? 15 and 0? Then 46 18 run. Yep. It was like 32 to 7 and a quarter. Yep. What the fuck? Watch this. The Lakers are so good. I'm watching LeBron come down on a fast break. And I'm watching, watching him kick it to Schroeder. He scores. I'm watching him kicking it to Caldwell Pope. Pope. I'm watching uh watching him kick it to uh What's the other ball? The bald eagle. What's his name? You got Caruso. Caruso. Listen, listen to what the fuck I'm about to say. And I'm like, damn, these niggas is good. Coming in, Anthony Davis. I said, oh shit, I forgot this nigga was even on the team. <laughs> I forgot Anthony Davis was even on the fucking team. Yeah. You in a LeBron household. I'm a LeBron fan. My brother LeBron fan. My nephew LeBron fan. You are in a LeBron household, bro. Son, yo, I never, I never dislike LeBron. I never really agree with the Lakers. It's like the Lakers. I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm just kind of anti-establishment. It's like niggas, the Lakers. They gonna be all right. You going to the Lakers? But yeah, he got. His you own get it though, right? Business. I get it. He got his production company and shit. Like I get it, but it's like 
The Lakers. Yeah, hey, was you one of them guys that thought he was really coming to Houston? Because there was a lot of fools that thought he was actually coming to the Rockets. I said, I knew it was a possibility. I can't say that. Let's be honest, though, Kim. Basketball standpoint, if it was a strictly basketball a move, okay, Houston made the most sense at that time. Mm-hmm. But let's just be honest. Somebody said, fuck James Harden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck him. There you go. My girl said, fuck James Harden. There you go. But, dog, let's just be, let's just be honest. Players make decisions more than just their sport. Deshaun Watson. You know one of his two choices to go to besides the Dolphins? Is the New York Jets. The Jets ain't win shit since Joe named it. But he wants to go to New York. Broadway Joe. You know what I'm saying? Outside of sports. Marketing. Branding. Living. Just all that shit. You live in New York. You know how it is. But it's an upgrade for what you get. You got black coach out there and everything. X, Y, and Z. Yeah, it's a lot of factors, man. You know, it's a lot of factors. Now, don't get me wrong. It makes sense. You know, I'm not – no player has ever arose real hate in my heart since since Kobe Bryant. Yeah. You, you didn't like Kobe? Oh, I hated him. <laughs> I hated him. I fucking despised him. I hated the Mamba. I didn't hate the man himself. Yeah. I hated the fucking Mamba. The killer instinct he I'm had. like, this motherfucker – like, every year – Every season, this nigga, oh, nigga. So, and I tell you what I really hated. I hated the fact that when it came down to the home team versus them, it would be people from the home. It would be people from here like, man, yeah, that nigga, y'all ain't fucking with Man, I'm going, they walk around with Lakers jersey. I'm like, nigga, what the fuck, where y'all from? You from L.A.? Man, that's so, how you know you're special, dog. So, that's what made me really hate this nigga. You know, so anybody, you know, since him. It's always just been like, you know, and like Steph Curry doesn't do that to me. The Golden State era didn't do that to me. LeBron. Just, Golden State did it to me big time because I'm a LeBron fan. Golden State didn't do that to me. Golden State, I was like, them niggas deserve to win. <laughs> uh, fuck that. I would watch Golden State play because, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing with between the Lakers, with the uh, Kobe era Lakers and Golden State. You remove... The Lakers, you remove Kobe Bryant from the Lakers, the Lakers are not going. If Even if they do go to the playoffs. Yeah, because Shaq can't do it by the they, they ain't winning shit. That's a fact. They're not winning. I'm talking. They're the, probably seven seed. I'm not, I'm not even talking about Shaq and Kobe. I'm talking about the Mamba era. This yeah. is post-Shaq, right? Take Kobe off, they ain't winning shit. Right. You select. Nigga, the, the Golden State had four All-Stars. They're going to win. Right. You take away one player, guess what? They still winning. Yeah. That's when it's like, there's nothing you can do about it. There's absolutely nothing you can do about But when they played this. Toronto, KD and Clay got, when KD got hurt, it was like, ah. Clay got hurt, it was like, oh, shit, it's over now. They needed that to happen. Yeah. Uh, Toronto needed two players to get hurt. Right. Because just one ain't going to do it. Right. So, I, yeah, go to say no. But back to LeBron. <clears throat> um. It was a he was a puzzle piece that fit that would have fit like nigga that would this guarantee we going yeah you know so yeah it made sense and yes I wanted it and I never really allowed myself to get too invested in the idea unless you know it's really converging in that manner so I wasn't just like he coming and I, was, I knew he wasn't coming but I was like that would be nice that was my position that would be nice. You know, but, you know. This is what I said. I, L.A. makes perfect sense. I, I said something on the podcast before, and I told people. I had, I told, how I told EXO? 
DJ X. I remember I told him when I had him on the show. I said, bro, people, it went over, it went over a lot of people's heads. I said LeBron's too big for the city of Houston mm-hmm. to live in. You know what I'm saying? Well, he's worked as a person alone. It's too big for that city, to, to, for this city. Yeah, he was in Cleveland, but at the same time, he's from Cleveland. Yeah, he, he only went. stayed for seven years. He went to South Beach. He fits perfectly. He goes to back to Cleveland because that's his home. He has he has. He wanted to live. He wanted to make deliver it. Yeah, to yeah. his home city. He goes to L.A. So take out Cleveland. He goes from South Beach to L.A. It makes sense. He was, he's too big for this. And people, it went over a lot of people's heads when I said that. I said, dog, let's just think about this city. We a big country-ass city. It's a big country town. The shit that's out here, don't it doesn't benefit LeBron and his family. You know what I'm saying? They used to a lot of nice shit from the, what they had in South Beach. Then what you got in L.A., your production company. Imagine him doing the shop in Houston. Doing a what? The shop. The show he had on HBO. Oh, all the shop? these stars, all these celebrities that be in L.A. He would probably have to go. Uh, <clears throat> How are you going to do that shit in Houston, dog? Oh, as far as the the the, the uh, show. celebrity access? No. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like the things That's, what, that's what I'm saying. It, it makes sense. It yeah. makes sense. For, for everything, the niggas just spot, shot the, the Space Jam. Yeah, dog. Come on, man. I we mean, only got one, what, one Diamond Star Hotel out here? We do? Post Oak. That's the only one that's past five star that we have in the city of Houston. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, that's yeah. the only one. LA thing, like you know what I'm saying? So LA just worked in South Beach. You know, it's a different ball game. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? This nigga would be kicking at Galveston. Yeah, vacation with the fam. Come on, man! Like it's just it went. It was diarrhea water. We kicking it in. <laughs> so I wouldn't want to. He, he, Galveston looked like a whole bunch of people just got together. And got a gas of water and just shit it at all at the same time after eating Taco Bell. Oh man, it wasn't, it wasn't gonna work. So I want to touch on this subject because we're going back to comedy. Going back to comedy. We talked about this before. So there was a post I seen on Instagram, and I seen like a few times actually. Kings of comedy. Mm. We, we obviously seen who that was. It was the. Uh, Bernie Mac, Seth Entertainer, and, and Steve Harvey. Right. Versus Tracy Morgan, Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock. And I made a poll on my Instagram a couple of weeks ago. I said, all right, if you had to choose who's the better, who, who got, what's the better group of comedians? Mm. Out of those, Kings of Comedy versus Chappelle, Rock, Murphy, Morgan. My audience, it was like 64, it was like 69%. Kings of comedy. Mm-hmm. 31%. The bottom half. Right. My first reaction was, these niggas don't really understand comedy. Because this is what I, this is what I said. I'm not knocking. It's not even about understanding. It's, it's, it's so preference. This, it's subjective. So, and, I, and I said that. And I, and I talked to a few people that, that voted for Kings of comedy. Because my era, we grew up as kids watching Kings of comedy. Right. So that's all we knew. When I talked to somebody, somebody said, man, man, Bernie Mac, man, he's the GOAT, man. He's, he's better than all the folk down there. I said, okay, so why you think Bernie Mac's better than Murphy, Rock, and Chappelle? I didn't even say Morgan. I like Chase Morgan, but those three alone, and I'm going to get to that. So he was like, man, Bernie Mac been in all the classic movies. He been doing this, X, Y, and Z. I said, what movies he been in? He said, man, my favorite one is it's Life and Coming to America. He, he got a and, I said, and I said, who was the stars in both of those movies? Eddie Murphy in life and in coming to America. So, 
He was the role. He was the role player in those movies. And I'm saying Bernie Mac is funny, but we talking about pure stand-up comedy. I love Sid. I like Sid in the teeth. One of my favorites ever. Steve is cool. Bernie, I can say he he's he's very good. Great. DL to me is really not that funny. But hmm. dog, outside of Morgan, you take Chappelle, Murphy, and Chris Rock. Those are arguably in a lot of people's eyes three of the top eight to top ten comedian stand up of all time. Especially Eddie Murphy. Murphy and Chappelle is two of the top three in a lot of people's eyes. Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle. Those are the three guys people look at. Now, I get Kings of Comedy. I get I get what people say when they cause we grew up in that. You know what I'm saying? That was that was my era. I was a kid when that happened, when it came out and all these other things. But as far as just who's the better set, forget Trace. You can replace Trace Morgan with Kevin Hart. If that was Kevin Hart, then <laughs> to me, Kevin Hart right now, like I stand up lately, but if you're talking about like a pure business standpoint, I get it. His mm. early shit was good. But those three alone, Rock, Chappelle, and Murphy, I there's no way in hell that Kings of Comedy is over those three. Well. To that what you say. Well, once again, it's all about the setting if you put all of those comics at uh, an improv or a theater or an arena or what have you in a in a in a in that type of setting i would submit that the chappelle murphy uh crew would supersede will have better sets than and these are all these guys in their prime in their hands. in their prime but that room like we were at at a door that's kids comedy all day they killing them they killing them now i don't know though again i do know i do chris know. rock and murphy could they do as well as that other crew Tracy Morgan, you know, Trace, he's like that D. He's a D.L. Hughley. He comes on first. He do that thing. It, you know what I mean? It would be the ver- it would just be like versus. D.L. Hughley goes first Tiff. for that group. And then What's up, Tiff? And then Tracy Morgan comes on. So they would be like, alright, who's better? D.L. Hughley or Tracy Morgan? Ah, who you lean on? Second, I'm- the second group come on. Alright. You got Seth Entertainer versus I don't know who goes second. Do you do you think do you think Dave Chappelle could do well in at a door? You know this is this what I think I, 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 would do. Yes or no? Do yes. You, okay. Hell yes. I'm gonna tell you why. You think Eddie Murphy could do well at a door? Fuck yeah. Do you think everybody else could do well at a door? Cause I don't. Chris Tracy Morgan? You I, said everybody else. Like not only do well, do you think they could do better than yeah. than the other the crew? Kings of comedy. Chris Rock will be. Ah. Do you think Chris Rock could do well at a door? He needs a setting. He needs. A setting. I'm going to say no. He needs a setting. So, hey, look. But let's just take big stage, though, Ken. Let's take big stage, big moment. Hey, one pl- one place. Who have named New York? New York setting, big stage, best comedy club out there. I got Kings of Comedy versus Rock, Chappelle, Murphy, and Morgan. Who's winning that in a in a comedy club setting? The best one in New York or wherever it's at. Who's winning that? I'm saying the bottom. I'm saying Chappelle, Murphy, Rock. They don't need Trace Morgan to come on. Now, those those three alone will beat those four. 
And as much as I love the Kings of Comedy, those three is three of the top eight to top ten of all time. That's, I, I'm just like, come on, man. Well, that can't happen. Here's the thing. What are we what are we judging this on? Because I will say this. The Kings of Comedy crew will get more higher decibels. That is a fact. They will get louder, harder laughs. Well, let's judge it like this. Dude. But 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 the other crew will be a little more Intellect. uh uh cerebral. Mm-hmm. So they're they're operating here, and the laughs might not come stronger and harder. But that's the kind of shit. Like, oh man, that's dope. I mean, what what, what do you like? Well, what this was your fancy. So this so this how we were judging them. Oh, live! You gotta probably do the live again. It goes like after an hour, I think. Oh really? Yeah. So this how we this how we judge it. We judge it off of all right. Who's the better comedians? Because I had people tell me that Eddie Murphy wasn't even funny. They haven't seen the, they they said like, I seen Ron Delirious, but it wasn't funny to me. Cause, it, Cause a lot of people in my generation, the, the artists I have at least, they look at people that's comics that likes to roast. Who's the best roaster? Who can who can clown the most? It's not about them in comedy. You know what I'm saying? It's not about just all oh, right, that's your style, that's a certain style, but it's not all about that. So I was so we, if we're just going peer, who had I'm going off a of stand-up comedy. Who had the better stand-ups, the classics, who's just better on stage? Eddie Murphy had Ron Delirious. That shit, that shit to this day. I seen that shit on YouTube. That shit's hilarious. <sighs> For what it's worth from Dave Chappelle. I just watched that shit. Man, Eddie Murphy. Okay, look. Uh-oh. You finna say some shit, ain't you? Look, look. Here's the thing, man. Eddie Murphy is not in my top five. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. You sound like these millennials out here. He's not. He's not. How? And I'll tell you why. I, okay, I'll tell you, I give my top five in no particular order, right? There are some, and, and both of those, I got dudes in both of those groups. Okay. In no particular order, I'll do Dead first, Richard Pryor. Dave Chappelle first? You said Dead. I, I'll do Dead first. Dead. The, the, the people I'm going to name first are pa- passed away. Oh, okay, I got you, got you, got you. What's wrong with this nigga, man? God. I didn't say Dave, my bad. I'm sorry. Richard Pryor. Patrice O'Neal. He's funny. Eh, he's cool to me. <sighs> cool ain't like the word. Richard Pryor, Patrice O'Neal, Bernie Mac. Then I'll do a live. Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle. Eddie Murphy mm. has two stand-up specials. Are they good? Yes, they are. Classics, not just good, kid. Come on, now. great classics, all time. I do. You remember? They're very good. They was in a what? How was he like? Twenty what? Twenty three? Twenty four? He when he did the lyrics, he was twenty two. When he did, we did uh, uh, raw. He was twenty seven years. Come old. on, Ken. You got okay. I know, I'm gonna let you finish, but how hard is that? It's hard. It's fuck but to he, do that at that age. But here's the thing: they have not aged well. When I was younger, when I was 10, 15, 20 years younger and less mature, yes, I thought Eddie Murphy, when you watch the shit he says, is it genius level material? Dave Chappelle presents 
genius oh, yeah, level yeah, sure. material. Chris Rock, special after special, genius level material. Patrice O'Neill, the same. Genius, like, God, how the fuck do you come up with that? Richard Pryor, don't get me started. Man. No, you already know. That's and the reason I have Bernie Mac in there is because of this. The same thing you just said, right? Think about what you just said. You set up my point. You don't even realize it. You just said, I heard people say, some people will say, uh, Eddie Murphy ain't funny. Some people will say, I don't like Eddie Murphy. Some people say, I don't like Dave Pill. Some people say, I don't like Chris Rock. The two people that you will never, ever, ever hear people say, I don't think he's funny, is Richard Pryor and Bernie Mac. No one ever says, eh, damn, Bernie Mac, he just don't do it for me. One hundred percent of people. I got somebody. I, I got some people I know that say Bernie Mac is the, is the goat. You know, the goat is Richard Pryor. Is you know uh, subjective. You know that goes from person to person. For me, it's Dave Chappelle. But you know, yeah. But that level of consistency and that level of fun and that uh, ability to command such a reaction from the crowd and demand such decibels and hard laughs he was regarded as the nigga you do not want to go behind so why do you why do you think people still resonate and still love Richard Pryor to this day cuz funny is funny man and his shit ages well his shit his shit has aged his is timeless Eddie Murphy shit ain't timeless. Here's the crazy part, and it sounds sacrilegious. Is it funny? Is it still funny? Yes, it is. But is you fucking with, even though that the, uh, Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock are you know children of Eddie Murphy, so it sounds crazy, but it's still true. His stuff was more on the juvenile side. If he's talking about, is it still funny? Yes, it's funny, but he's talking about, you know the goonie goo goo and dropping the ice cream and you go to raw he's talking about eddie murphy you the fuck you man right suck my dick and umbufu half i want half it's funny it's it's undeniably funny but is it that level the way it's just like yo this is genius this is this is the greatest shit it's damn good it's damn good is it great yes well, this almost, I'm, I got two things. I got a question. I got a statement. So, is it because when he did Ron Delirious, he was so young, he wasn't like how Bernie Mac and the Kings of Comedy was when they did Kings of Comedy mm-hmm. in Charlotte mm-hmm. that time? Is it because of that? Because he was so young and he was on a big stage. Because I don't think Richard Pryor, when he did Sunset Strip, I don't know how old he was, but I don't think he was that young when he did that. Yeah, he wasn't young at all. You know what I'm saying? So, for him to be that young doing Ron Delirious, and, it, and, it, and it's a classic, do you think the age played a part for him being so young? And number two, why do you think there's still a demand for Eddie Murphy to do a stand-up? Because there was before COVID, people was like, "Man, Eddie Murphy's going to do a stand-up on Netflix in 2020." Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong; he's still Eddie fucking Murphy, the first comedic comedian rock star who still holds box office records, and uh, you know, maybe not attendance records so much. Eddie Murphy, I'm sorry, uh, Kevin Hart broke all of those, but box office records. He still holds. He's literally the first. Man, it's like if someone say, hey, man, Elvis is resurrected. He's performing at the Toyota Center. Who's not coming? Yeah. It's fuck Elvis? Nigga, fuck nigga. <laughs> I'm not a fan, but I will be there. Yeah. I got to see this shit. You know? 
So the name, yeah, it's it's he, you know, and then let's not discount the movies, the classic iconic movies he's presented to us. So yes, man, there's still going to be a demand. And is he still funny? He's still funny. Excuse me, he's still funny at sixty years old. He's sixty. Yeah, Eddie Murphy. Shit. Eddie Murphy's around yeah. sixty. Let's you look. said twenty two, twenty seven, that was an eighty. So let's yeah. look it up. Let's look. Wow, it up. Eddie Murphy. That shit is crazy as hell. Uh, he is. Side note: Before he, while he looking that up, I just found out why KD was out. Excuse we were me, to figure that out. Excuse early. me, fifty nine. It's fifty nine. Fifty nine. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get back to that, but I just found out KD was out because he tested negative three times for COVID. But they said he could check. He said he was around close contact with somebody that got COVID today. That's why he ain't finished. How did that. they figure that out? I don't fucking know. Boy, they got some. App- was it somebody? Must have been somebody part of the organization. Or something. They got so, some. They got some apps for your ass these days, huh? Man. Yeah, but anyway. I like that. Yeah, I, I finish what you were saying though. I don't wanna. He's 59 now, but he, it's like I said, still a demand. Like I mean, yeah, see. yes. Is he still the man? Yes. All I'm saying is he's the man, you know, for multiple reasons. For multiple reasons. He's the man because he did what he did. So young on the comedy scene, he's uh, he's delivered so many classic, iconic movies and characters. He's uh, uh, still holds box office records, man. And he was just, there's nothing he couldn't do no, uh, 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 professionally as far as Hollywood go. Getting a movie made at the drop of a hat, he can get it done. But when it comes to stand-up comedy, the two specials that he has, Delirious and Raw, are they still good? Yes, but in my humble opinion, you know, my word ain't the gospel, but for my money, it is just not genius level, you know, to to be added in my top five for stand-up comedians. So, man, he was Kevin Hart before Kevin Hart. Yeah, man, what? Hell yeah. Yeah. Because Kevin Hart, he's the he's to me. Kevin Hart, it, right now his standards is horrible. Yes, it, it yes is they god are. awful. I'm sorry. Yes, it is they horrible. are. Yes, but they when are. I watch him on Coldest Ball, I watch him on like First Take or whatever. Naturally, he's funny as hell. I mean, there is that's more often than not. A lot of times there is a trade off between humor and success because. Uh, there is a certain point I've noticed, or maybe I don't know. I don't know what it is, you know. But I'm not saying that <clears throat> success or a certain amount of success is causation. I'm just uh, pointing out the correlation. There is a certain level that a lot of comedians get to professionally, and up that ladder to where the art form does suffer when it comes to stand-up comedy. You know, so. If you were talking about Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle turned down $50 million. Dave Chappelle lives in Ohio on a farm. Right he, now? He is, yes. Dave Chappelle lives in Ohio. Well, he's been living in Austin for the last you know, few months because he's been doing shows out there. But his home, his home where his wife and kids are. Have you ever met uh, Chappelle before? Yes, I have. How is he as a person? He's the greatest nigga ever. Yeah. He's he's so down to earth. Next time you meet these people, let me know so I can uh, be let, in the same room. Oh, let you know. Okay, so I'm in New York. I'm, I'm gonna call you. Hey, Akil, I'm here with Dave Chappelle. You coming? <laughs> Fuck out of here. Hey, man, I want to meet these motherfuckers, man. I'm like, yeah. God, damn, that'd yeah, be cool. I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting them. Uh, Chris Rock, I met him. Kevin Hart, of course. Um, How short is he really? He's tiny, man. He's really? tiny. He's tiny vagina, man. He buys his clothes from Bill to Bear. 
He got a bunch of butt naked bells in his in his house. He buy them and take the clothes off. Like man, they ain't ready for this. It costs nothing to make this nigga's clothes. No, oh, come on, man. He that small though. This nigga is. Little. Is he like five one? He's five two actually. No shit. He's really five two. He's five two. God damn. He's not tall. He's very not tall. So when you saw him, you was like, what? The fuck, he's really this short. I legit, I remember the first time I saw him, I was at the Houston Improv. He was getting ready for one of his big specials, and I, I had my regular seat over there on in the side on, to the side at the Improv, <clears throat> and I'm sitting, and I was just so happy to be sitting because I was, it was my, not my space, it was the area I sit in. But his boys came, yeah. the plastic cup guys, when they got done, they came in the same area. I think his lady at the time was sitting there too, and um, uh. You know, he comes like, y'all give it up for Kevin Hart. He walks out, and I'm looking at the nigga like, what? Oh, this nigga looks like a fucking child, man. Like, <laughs> like when he got the chair, he like he really got up the chair. He like, he man, just took his chair and this just... nigga, man, like legitimately, it's elementary children taller than this nigga. God, my son probably taller than Kevin Hart. My son's six. Tall. He's yeah. He's he's not tall, but uh, you know, whatever. You know. He <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> ain't that tall, dog. When they said he's short, I'm like, okay, five five. That nigga five, can six. do cartwheels underneath the bed, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, man. That nigga look up to Tory Lanez. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, since you here, we talk about this a bunch of times on this show. A bunch of times. Megan Stallion, Tory Lanez situation. Mm-hmm. What's your What's your opinion on that? Well, what I heard was, uh, you know, admittedly, I don't have a lot of information on the on the on the incident, but from what I've <clears throat> come to gather, uh, apparently they were in. The car, correct. It was some type of discrepancy. So I heard that she got shot in the foot, right? Yeah. And so from my understanding, she was in the passenger seat. Yeah. And he was in the back seat. Yeah. And he shot in the foot. So, But he's so tiny. This nigga had to walk underneath the passenger seat <laughs> to get to this nigga, man. Like, what you say to me? And walk under the passenger seat. Five, 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 five. It had to be, no other. That's the only logical explanation. How do you shoot somebody in the foot, and you sitting behind them? But no, they said she got shot when she was out the car. She got shot out the car. Yeah. So then she walked back in the car after she got shot. And this was, because I I saw the pictures. It didn't look like a traditional wound. It looked like fragments. Do like, you think he shot her though? Do you, or do you, I don't believe he did it. I believe there was some accidental shooting. I don't think that he shot somebody in the foot. Can you get shot in the foot? Something's broke. Something you need. You need surgery. You need surgery, right? Yeah, there, something's right? off. Something's off. And this, she's still performing body yada yada and squatting and shit. And like, so I believe that he didn't. And now it came. It's coming out that he he never because he never told his story. Megan and his people told they she Megan and her people told the story and shit. You know what I'm saying? He never really got to tell his side of the story. So I don't know if he shot her. I don't. I don't know if he. Didn't hold up. What am I trying to say? I don't, I can't say he didn't shoot her. I can't say he did not shoot her either because 
man, be honest with you, I really have little to no interest in things like this. It's like when it comes to celebrity gossip and shit like what you think? I don't I, yeah, I really couldn't care less, to be honest with you. Fuck, really. You know, the girl ain't dead, she seems to be all right. Well, thank it, God. it ain't man, stopping her God. career, her foot yeah. ain't broke, gone about your life, man. But uh if someone if, if, what you say, G? That nigga walked under the seat, man. <laughs> that nigga walked under that seat, I'm telling you, man. And shot that woman. But um, if someone comes out publicly and says, I did something, yet alone a criminal activity, I would be very quick to uh, to clear my name. I'll be very quick to uh, discount what they're saying. Versus being silent, you know, I don't know. You know, sometimes that amount of silence can be, you know, can be very telling, can speak volumes. So I don't know. I can't. Agree. Hey, n- nobody was there in this room. Let's be honest. Yeah. So I can't say he did it. I can't say he didn't do it. You know, but the way it's looking, I mean, who remains that silent with that type of accusation? Right. You know, if someone comes out today, tomorrow and says, hey, kill shot me in the foot. Which I mean, yeah. yeah, you could keep scrolling, eh, whatever, you know, or you can say, "Hey, man, what the fuck you talking about? I ain't shoot a goddamn." Because sooner or later, somebody go come knocking on your door. Right. Uh, hey, we we need you to come with us. You're a su- suspect in a right. uh, in a case. You know, exactly. that's gonna be three to or ten to twenty, ten to thirty, whatever. If I, I heard this shit. I ain't gonna lie to you. My heart would drop. If I tell my, if somebody told me you got the possible possibility of going to jail. No, no, I swear to God, I ain't gonna lie to you. I will, I will be. I'm no good inside, man. I gotta learn how to braid hair or something, man. Cause <sighs> I can't do it. But I ain't gonna lie to you. Somebody told me, hey, you got possible three to ten years. I can't. Nigga, do give it. me three to ten days, nigga. I'm hurt. I'm like, what the fuck? I can't do it, man. Jail, man, please. Yeah, no, nah, I can't do it, bro. And niggas love jail. Some people love. To he said niggas love jail. Like some niggas love to go to jail. They wanna come. They come back out. They like, oh fuck. I forgot something. Yeah, they, they fuck some shit up, then they go right back in. Yes, nigga, I'm back. Yeah, you know man. Let me drop the soap again and shit. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. some bullshit. So that's my two cents on that, man. I mean, you know. I, don't, I Is that still news? Is that still... It's, I mean, it's news, but like... I'm put like this. When it first came out, all, all the women was on Megan's side. Oh, shit. Tori shot a yada yada. But now, last week, when Tori... Trying to get his story out, and there's evidence that say he could be innocent. Mm-hmm. Not the same people. It's like, man, I did hear some of those jokes people were making. It was so funny. Shot girl summer. <laughs> did you hear that one? Oh. Did you hear that one? No, I ain't seen. You that never one. heard that one? Shot girl summer. Real shot girl shit. You know? Oh my god. Oh. Y'all never heard that? No. Nah, nah, the internet is undefeated. Niggas is dirty, man. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas is no the internet is undefeated. Real shot girl shit. I was, hey, I was I, like, boy, these niggas ain't shit. Man. I ain't gonna lie, can we get on one last topic? It is, and it's it's a hot, it's not controversial. It's a, you know, going back to like dating and shit or whatever. Okay, I know about so, I know about dating. So I do want I do want to touch on this. So but while I'm, while Monday's changing this uh the, the camera and shit. You you pulled this shit last time, man. You fucked up the. Uh, <laughs> I remember now. We were shooting last time, and the nigga battery ran out, or he ran out of film or some shit, and then the video came out all janky and shit. Yeah, yeah nigga, that was you, man. <laughs> I remember now, man. Now we were shooting that. We were shooting that ESPN, 
And then we got halfway through the interview, and this nigga, oh man, I gotta change. Da, 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 da. And then so half the interview was visible, and the other half was audio. <laughs> Son of a, if I knew how to fight, I'd slap the shit out you. <laughs> I slap Monday into Tuesday. <laughs> I'm sure you have. I'm, no, I said I haven't. You haven't? I haven't heard that one, yeah. Oh, really? Shoot. That's oh. such an obvious joke. Nobody ever says that before? Nah. Oh, Your shoot. name is actually Monday. My last name. Okay, okay. Now we're dealing with something here. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I said, if, if, he was at, if he was at the comedy show or something and you knew his name was Monday, then you would know. Who know? I never know what I'm going to do until I give up. That's a that's a, a fact. That's truthful. I never know exactly. Oh, I always have an idea. Like, I could say this. And then it's kind of like, you know, the, the, the show kind of dictates uh, uh, dictates what you do and what direction. You know, it's like a, you build it as you fly. It. It's like, you okay, you're putting a puzzle together. Like, okay, this piece will go good here. Oh, that would go good right here. This would go good right there. Next thing you know, you got a show. It's kind of like, uh, I saw an interview with Michael Jackson <clears throat> once with Oprah. Oprah was asking him... Um, if I'm, if my memory serves me correctly, it was Oprah. She's like, Michael, you, uh, your crotch, you grab your crotch while you're performing. Why do you do that? You know what this nigga said? What? This nigga said, the music tells me to do it. <laughs> how fucking dope. How open and how much have you submitted yourself to this art form to where you not even consciously... Like, I'm going to... The first time he did it, I know he didn't go on stage safe. I'm going to grab my dick tonight. This nigga was moving and grooving and popping and shit, and then bam, you know, and grabbed that little white dick, man, and, and, kept, <laughs> and kept moving, man. But it's that type of, you know, thing where you give yourself, you just completely submit yourself to the moment, you know. So that's why, you know, that's what I do. I never really know what I'm going to do until I get up there. Ew. You know, I got, I got shit in my back pocket, but it's all about, you know establishing yourself, getting a rhythm, getting a groove. It's kind of like, you know, in the bedroom. You never know. You got your moves down. Right. But you don't, you didn't step in the bedroom like, okay, I'm going to start with this. I'm going to fuck it like this for 15 minutes. Then I'm going to flip it this way. And then I'm going to do this for exactly 20 minutes. And then I'm going to flip it this way. And I'm going to go for another 20 minutes in this position. Then I'm going to do this for another 15 minutes. And then after that, I'm going to flip it this way. And then bend a leg this way. It's like, you don't know exactly what you're going to do. Yeah. You know you got some moves. Yeah. You know right? But... You, you let the you feel, you in the moment you're feeling it out like okay this is okay I think this is a good time to do this right. I think she enjoy this and then you do that until you don't want to do it no more then you go to the next thing and then the next is this making sense no <laughs> that, that's, that shit real that so, shit that so shit that's real how that's how that's how it is for me man so but, but dating <clears throat> so dating are you in a relationship yeah no, no absolutely not I should have went live on this part <laughs> okay All no right. no relationship. So single, single. Bam. I've been single right. for quite some time. The difference between companionship and relationship. So I told I told people plenty of times. I I said, look, you think you want a relationship, mm-hmm. but really, really, what you want is a companionship. Mm-hmm. Now, when people hear this, oh, you talking about friends with benefits? You talking about situationships? Three different definitions. Okay. You know what I mean? Situationships, it's like, okay, I like this person. 
you messing around. Mostly majority of women do that like that. What what are we type of deal? Mm-hmm. You put yourself in a situation because you don't know what y'all are. Friends of benefits is like, hey, you know, fucking around, we cool, but we know what time it is when we get to, when we get to the room. Bumping, we fuck, we bumping fuck. the uglies. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Pelvic bumping. But companionship, a lot of us been in those situations, but just don't even know it. We're cool with a woman. Like her, she's cool. Y'all have sex from time to time, but y'all can spend time together. But there's some things in her, some qualities of anything, or for women that's listening, some things you don't like in a man that you're like, hey, I like this person, but I can't see myself in a relationship with them long term. Mm-hmm. Companionship is more of a short term thing. Relationship is a whole nother ball game. It's a post companionship. Comes with long term investment. You want to see yourself marry that person, uh, family, kids, whatever, long term shit. Be ready for the debates, the arguments. Because you like that person enough, if y'all do get into a debate, right. which y'all will, you're willing to fight through the shit and work things out. With companionship, you don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care. I don't I like you that much. We cool. We can still hang out. We can spend time together. But we're not going to be in a relationship because there's certain things I don't like. Word. That you do or how you do things. You've dedicated a lot of thought to this, I see. Because I talked about this shit for years, bro. Years, and I finally wanted to talk about it. I said I had enough. So I had a conversation with somebody this week about it. So I said, you know what? I want to talk about this shit on my podcast. This is like my therapy. I could come on the podcast. So when's, and, when's the book coming out? Well, actually, I do want to write a book. Well, like five, ten years from now. I ain't going to do it right now. It's going to be called. A thousand reasons why I'm single. Oh, wow. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be the name of the book And I give you different Reason number 968 <laughs> My mom never hugged me when I was a boy So fuck everybody They're going to be pouring his heart out in that book <laughs> My grandma raised me <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you man But look My grandma that- used to call me a faggot when I was growing up <laughs> Like damn grandma <laughs> <laughs> But that's how I look at it though I look at it as like okay there's a big difference if people don't realize it. Because friends benefits term and the situation term, that was that's a millennial shit. That's my generation. We we came with those goddamn words. Okay. What the fuck is a situation ship? You know what I mean? You wanna break it down and be technical, those are three different things. So I wanna get your thoughts on that shit. Between the uh, companionship between, and relationship and you know what I mean? Between companion I would I would agree I would agree that uh <clears throat> A lot of people would think they want a relationship and just want companionship. I would also submit that the opposite is true. Uh, uh, I would also submit that <sighs> I would also submit that a lot of people don't know what they want. You know, right. uh, when it comes to uh, themselves. Or uh, in a potential mate, I also submit that a lot of people are delusional uh, in what they deserve and what they think they should have. Uh, I think a, a number of people have fucked up or already fucked up a lot of favorable situations for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, put it like this: I, you know, going back to Kevin Samuels, right, which is. My pastor at this point, right? So, a lot, a lot of times, you know, he'll go live on YouTube, and a lot of women will call in, 
and he'll def- he'll define he'll he'll use this term that's gotten very popular called a high value man. In his opinion, a high value man is a man that makes you know a certain amount of money about you know a hundred hundred twenty thousand a year, roughly ten thousand uh, dollars a month. Has been making that amount of money for three to five years. Has a, a network. His, uh, he's professionally certified. Like you can look him up on LinkedIn. You can see what he does. He's very visible in his career. He has a, a network of other high value men and he's very, um, uh, useful to that network, right? There's nothing he can't have access to through his network and vice versa. Like his network is, uh, uses him just as much as he uses, uh, them. Right. So a lot of women will call in and say uh, something along the lines of, well, yeah, I deserve a high-value man because uh, I got a degree and, uh, you know, I got uh, my own house. I I bring all this to the table and yada, yada, yada. And I got, you know, I'm a PhD. And so he'll say, well, yeah, that means nothing to a man because your money ain't for us. Right. Your money is your money. How do you, like, so how do you look? We value your youth your womb your fertility uh your cooperation you know your beauty these things of that nature right so then he'll ask him right this is the color shit up he'll ask him this is where it gets good he'll ask him scale of one to ten how would you rate your face you can't use seven right? mm. everybody use seven everyone use seven Mm, it's that's a the cop out number. It's a crutch. He said yeah. you can't use seven, either six or eight or something high or something lower. So they say I'm an eight. He said you're an eight, huh? <laughs> Just your face, you're an eight. He said Beyonce is an eight. Kelly Rowland is a nine. You're an eight. You on Beyonce's level? He said okay, well maybe a six. <laughs> that's true. They say okay, maybe a six. Then I ask him. He ask him, how tall are you? Oh, I'm five four, dress size. Uh, I'm a, I'm about a 14. Last time you weighed yourself, how much you weigh? Uh, about 210 pounds. Mm. And you want a high value man making uh, over a hundred thousand dollars a year? He said, and then he'll, it's numbers, it's all numbers. How many men? What, what kind of man you want? How, how much money would you want your potential? You want to get married? Yeah, I want to get married. How much money would you want your potential husband to make? Oh, at the very least, $100,000. Six figures. I need six figures. At the very least. And he'll ask him. He'll say, well, do you know the percentage of men that make six figures in this country? Oh, no. He'll say 10%. Mm. The top 10% of men you want. At a at five four two hundred and ten pounds, what type of uh, women do you think these men want? Mm. Do you think they want you? And she said, what? "And this is the type of dose hard bitter reality that yeah. he gives to these women, man." And they just they stuck on the phone. They're just like, "Well," uh, and then he'll act. Then then he'll dig a little deeper. Well, when's the last time you've been in a relationship? I was in a relationship two years ago. Well, what happened? He left you or you left him? I left him. What happened? I just, I was, I was just bored. Cause he, he didn't give a fuck about her. I was bored and I, he, no, he said, no, 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 no. You thought you could do better. 
What did he do? Well, he was a mailman. You know. You left a mailman? You left a blue-collar man? Because you thought you could do better? He said, go to the uh, sports store. Take $40, $45. Get you some knee pads. Crawl back to that man and beg him to take you back. Baby, how old are you? I'm 36. Oh, please. You fucking up, man. <laughs> please. Fuck? You got kids? Yeah, I got two kids. Well, you out of luck. What you th- know what's similar to like? It's like it's like for a woman. And I don't want to get on women, but I'm going to just speak from my experience. It's like, it's like a woman that wants a man. They want, they want their man to be in shape, fit. Everything, the whole nine, making money. But you, on the other hand, is not working out, not fit, not doing these things. You know what I'm saying? So I know exactly like, what you're saying. I, I think there is, and forgive me because uh, I got off topic from the original question. But, and the only reason I brought that up is because, you know, when it comes to situationships and, uh, 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 relation, and companionship, a lot of people, there's no way I can say this, a lot of women are just flat out delusional. Yeah, delusional when it comes to who they really are. You know what they quote unquote bring to the table, and what type of uh, companion or dude they can really uh, 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 get the attention of. So it all comes down to <clears throat> it all comes down to men being a lot more realistic when we view ourselves. Right, right, right. There is no way. The average dude is walking around thinking like, "Nigga, my game is. I could get if bait if if let put me in a room with Rihanna. Bet I get her." The average nigga ain't thinking like that. Yeah. The average nigga like, man, I mean, you'd be lucky to be in a room with Rihanna and shake her hand, you know. And yeah, you go probably try to speak and say hello or something like that. But no way in your mind you really think this woman is about to. You know, jump in bed with you or choose you or, you know, you going to be her dude or no shit like that. But on the opposite side. So basically, we are a lot. We rank ourselves a lot more realistic. Yeah, than women do. And we're like, man, I'm a 10. I'm a 2. I'm a bad. I got this. this, this. Yeah, but he, Kevin Sam's called them 49ers. You're a 4. You got the energy of a 9. Mm, dang. 49er. You know? So... <laughs> <laughs> I love him. It's honest, though. I love love him dearly. And we all love him because he's saying a lot of the things that, once again, I said six years ago. Yeah. On my my now current special. It's like. I got to watch it. So there is a lot of delusion there. There's a lot. I mean, if all you have to do is. um, You know, look at the lives he does. Listen to the women that call in. Listen to their positions. Listen, it's it's just clear cut delusion. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I'm not uh, in a position saying that, you know, uh, there is 100% fault when it comes to women, when it comes to certain things that happen, when it comes to relationships, companionships, or you know, whatever uh, situation you're in, or whatever title you want to put on it. But what I am saying is this. There is a clearer lens that men view themselves, and the lens that women view themselves through is a, can be foggy at times, a lot of times. Right. And, you know, 
and then you know he he presents numbers too percentages uh, percentages and uh, he talks about a website called blackdemographics.com which I've been on because a lot of women will make this point oh, black dude they get they make their money and they marry white women don't you know here's the facts here's the stone cold facts eighty five percent of men black men are marrying black women. 9% of black men are marrying white women, 3% are marrying Latin or Hispanic women, and the other 3% are marrying other. Right. Divorce is 50%, 51% in America is 80% of the black community. I'm sorry, uh, 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 whatever, whatever the percentage is in the black community, 80% the woman is falling for divorce. So black men want want to be with black women, and a lot of the times now, don't get me wrong, you know, you got cheating and you got domestic violence and stuff like that, you know, and cheating. I don't, I don't have the same heart for that narrative that I used to, you know. What you mean by that? Well, what I mean by that is, you know, I grew up around women. I grew up around nothing but women, so I hear oh, he cheated on me. Yeah, leave him, girl, leave him. But now it's like, uh, uh, you know, I mean, can you work it? I mean, I don't know. Is he genuinely apologetic? Genuinely, not just lip service. Is he genuinely sorry for what he did? Is it changed behavior? If so, uh. now if, if we talking about, you know, I, I, I'm catching you, I'm catching you, I'm catching you, I'm catching you. There is no real... That's something different. <laughs> you know, in domestic violence, uh, yeah, for your own safety, I understand that. Or the, You know, cool. But, for the most part, women want to... Black men want to be with black women. And there is 80% of black women filing for divorce against... You know, and a lot of times... Not all the time, but a lot of times you just feel like a lot of women feel like I, th I think I can do better than this. Yeah, I think I can do better than him. You know, but you don't realize you, you, your market value ain't the same as what it once was. Yeah. You're not a young 22, 23, 24 year old young lady no more. You're a divorcee, divorcee, whatever the proper terminology is. You got two, three kids. You're 10 years older. You're, you know, your late 30s. You're not going to fall. You're not the same pretty young thing anymore. So if I'm a if I'm a high value man that's clocking 120, 150, whatever thousands of dollars, and I have my pick of the litter because women outnumber men ever since I was alive. However many men it is, it's another two million women. I have my pick of the litter. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pass up that young, hot, 22, 23, 24 year old thing and go to you, the divorcee that's 30, in late 30s, early 40s with two and three kids. I think not. Right. And the notion that a lot of people think that a lot of women think black men is just going towards other races. That place, you know what I'm saying? They think that all all these black dudes is going towards all the races. You know, they don't like us no more. In reality, that happens 15% of the time. Right. And they think it's like 90% of the time. 15%. 85% of black men are marrying black women. Yep. That is a fact. Stone right. cold fact. So, you know, <clears throat> um, numbers, man, you know... These are the stats. Stats. These are the real percentages, you know. So all these narratives, you know, that come about, 
I really do think that a lot of it is uh, uh, a narrative that has been come up with to maintain some type of sanity, you know, because a lot of people, it's human nature to overlook yourself as the source of the problem. And I would say it's even more prevalent in a lot of women because God forbid that I'm the problem. It ain't me. Oh, these niggas ain't shit. Well, ain't no good men out here. Oh, these niggas is gay. Niggas on down low. Oh, they want white women. You know, or whatever. Far, it's too much like right for me to look at myself and say, man, I need, I'm fucked up. I need some counseling. Or I had a good thing going on. Or I should never, I, I should never left that dude. Those thoughts, if that creeps in a woman's mind, it's immediately suppressed. Oh, no. I can't, I can't allow myself to even come to that reality. You know, so um, I took the long way home, but when it comes to, you know, a relationship, a situationship, a companionship, what have you, whatever you want, whatever you think you want, you know, a lot of the delusion needs to be checked first. You know, and the reason I even brought up the whole Kevin Samuel stuff like that, because society might even... Uh, put a lot of women in situations like, oh man, I'm this. Oh, you might even knowing in your heart you want to be a wife. Because there's a difference between, you know, a lot of women want a, a wedding versus a marriage. Mm-hmm. You understand? That shit deep. Yep. You know, I want the day. I want the show. I get to put my shit on. I get to get my nails done, my hair. I get this beautiful dress on. I get to, you know how psychological that is? I get to come down. Everyone stands up when I walk in the room. They turn and look at me. I get the ring and shit like that. And this is big hoopla. And I am the motherfucker for this day. But after that, it's a nigga you got to live with. Six months later, they got divorced. And I know plenty of women. I knew women. It's a nigga you got to live with for the rest of your life. And they don't understand that. So a lot of them don't understand that, you know, and that's the thing because they like they want to blame us so quick, so fast. Niggas ain't shit. Well, I hate to tell you that there is a difference between niggas and men. Yes. Huge difference. And they I, ain't not even close. And I am both. Niggas. Here <laughs> <laughs> he could be on himself on that one. <laughs> but, there's a difference, and they love to and they love to blame. And I don't, I don't want to be on this this part right now bashing women, but at the same time, hell, they love to say niggas ain't shit. Why? How often do you hear niggas be like, man, these women ain't shit, man. Fuck these women, man. You hear it, but it's not as often that you be like, okay. Sometimes, like, let's just calm down a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes you gotta look at yourself and be like, okay, is it me? And a lot of women don't like to look at themselves like, okay. Well, I think it's probably I, the, the dudes I'm attracting to, I'm attracting, or certain things. You know what I'm saying? It's not so much like, hey. Well, admit, I mean, accountability. It's a big deal. Accountability dog. isn't a lot of women's strongest, strongest uh, 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 feature, or uh, what's, it's another word I'm trying to think of. It's uh, escaping me. I use feature for the lack of a better term. But you know, in my experience, I've seen it. I've done this in in my past relationship. Well, there was a, a conflict or discrepancy or whatever. Right. And we come to the table and we speak and we talk. And I say, hey, man, you know what? I can tell you how this happened. This is why I messed up. Right. I didn't do this. So I didn't do this as well as I could. And for that, I apologize. And for the future, I'll uh, try my best to be more conscientious uh, moving forward. So this will never happen again. This is where you messed up. You did this or you didn't do this. You and I 
can't continue this conversation until you apologize for your part. It's like pulling fucking teeth. Pulling teeth. Well, if you would ever did that, I would, yeah, that's cool. And why I address that. Mm-hmm. And I apologize for that. And I will try to correct that behavior. But yet and still, it got to this point by you doing this or you not, or whatever the issue was. Yeah, but because my mommy told me. Yeah, that's cool. But we can't move any further until you apologize for this. Well, I was having a bad day. Hey, hey, stay on track. You need to address this. And you need to show accountability for this. Yeah. Oh, we can't we can't move any I'm talking three, four hours later. Well, yeah, you're right. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. That was wrong. Well, I should have done it this way, or whatever the case is. You know, but let's be very clear here. Everyone in this room or everyone listening is smart enough to know, I hope, or wise enough to know, this isn't across the board, right? Nothing is absolute. This isn't every woman, you know? And what I'm talking about isn't every situation, every woman, every man, what have you, you know? But Western women, namely American women, you know, do have a certain lack of accountability. And I've seen that prevalent quite strongly in the black community. Mm. That's just what it is. Right, right, you know, right. not once again, it's not across the board. A lot of women are, you know, don't mind, you know, they're smart enough, wise enough, mature enough is the word, mature enough to say, oh man, you know, that's my, I fell short on that. I dropped the ball. You know, I, 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 Try my best to clean that up. And if you find one of them, give them my number. Because we're going to Vegas. Immediately. You know, but, um, yeah, man, uh, uh, accountability is so important. The same way that it's uh, uh, appreciated by men. I'm sorry, appreciated uh, from men by women. It's you know the opposite is true. Exactly. Because it's you know because if you don't, it's almost like you're living with a, a child. Right. Seriously, man, it's almost like you're dealing with a, a kid, a child. Like, hey, did you do that? Uh, well, uh, okay, man. Hey, 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 hey. Right. Because you know, uh, you quit to hear when you can't just be a man. Hey, well, you be you be you be a woman. You be an adult. And let's take the gender out of it, man. Let's take men and women. Be an adult. Flat out be an adult. And own your shit. And that's, and that's the issue that a lot of people have. They don't realize their own. And that's, that's outside of gender. Right. Right? Be an adult, man. And that's really what it comes down to. If you with someone that's less than an adult, and I'm not talking age, but can't. You know, I've seen a lot of men do this as well. It's a very immature thing, man. Pull me some of that coke, man. You know. You want, you want, you want the whiskey and coke? No whiskey, just coke, man. Oh, Give me some of that ice. Y'all got something to eat in here? I'm hungry than a motherfucker, man. We'll, we'll eat after the podcast. Okay, cool. But yeah, um, <laughs> I, I love talking to a kill, man, because I can do shit like that. Hey, man, y'all got some eating this motherfucker, man? Hopefully there's some food downstairs. With all the drugs that y'all sell, it's got to be. <laughs> At the very least, I know it's some baking soda down there. Oh shit! That's that's alleged. But yeah, man, you know, gender aside, man, just just uh, maturity, man, and being adult and owning your own shit, knowing what you want, and not letting 
uh, society uh, dictate how you move and what you want. I'm this old. That means I got to do this. If you don't really want that, thank you, brother. If you don't really want that, you're only setting yourself up for failure. You know, the only reason you're in, um, uh, entering into this thing is because society says this, or you're pressure from your mother, or you're getting pressure from your friend, all your friends are married, or what have you. And you just, you know, want to jump in with someone. And like you said, you might want a relationship. You only want companionship. Right. You know, so a, a lot of times the relationship mu muscles might be in atrophy. It's like you ain't been in a relationship in, you know, five to ten years. You don't even know how to be in a relationship no more. You don't right. know how to communicate. Everything is all you. You don't know how to submit. You don't know how to uh, compromise, you know. So, you know, I think a lot of people, mainly women, want a movie. You want a fairy tale. You want the Disney movie, right. the shit you saw on TV. You want... um Sex in the City. You want to be Carrie Bradshaw. You want, you know, so you have to separate fiction from reality, man. And, you know, everything ain't a movie. It's not a Disney movie, man. It's a real person you have to deal with. And if you ain't ready for that, maybe a companionship is more suitable for you. Or if you just want to get knocked down from time to time and you focus on your career, maybe a situationship is suitable for you. Or maybe uh, you're less career-oriented. It's like, nah, I want to be a housewife. Okay, boom. Maybe... That's when you should have the mind frame. And I, I want to be a, uh, someone's lady. I want to be right. in a relationship. I want to be a wife. I want to you know, do whatever. But clarity is important. Knowing what you want. Not just being a bag in the wind and being wayward and being uh, uh, succumbing to pressure from society and all these other different entities you know, to where you allow yourself to get, in, get into a scenario where it's less favorable uh, less than favorable for you because you feel like you just need to be there. Knowing yourself, knowing what you want, and pursuing that—that's my right. position. That's some, man, that's some real shit, man. That's, that's a lot of promos was in that goddamn ten-minute soliloquy you said. Yeah, it was long. I forgive me, everybody. No, 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 no. You said a lot of real shit, and that's a lot we need to hear. And that's why I wanted to—that's why I asked that question between the difference between companionship. And relationship, and that's a lot of things these people need to hear. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people think that, oh, I want a relationship. You never really hear people say, I want a companionship. I, a lot of people don't yeah. wanna, they really don't want to be truthful to themselves and to the other person. Be honest with yourself and who you talking to. Like, hey, yeah. I'm not a relationship guru. I'm not, I don't, I ain't checking Well, neither advice. am I. Yeah, of course. So, but at the same time, we've been through enough experiences in our lives to understand, like, okay, hey, I really want. This mm -hmm. instead of that. Well, I'll say one more thing. And thank God I'm a man. I don't, I don't, we don't have to succumb to the pressures of society. Not on relate. I mean, maybe professionally, like, man, you, you how old? You still living at home? You ain't making no, so that, and it's, that's not a bad thing. That's motivation. It's like, oh, damn, I need to get off my ass. Mm -hmm. You know, but when it comes to, uh, relationships and things of that nature, you know, we, we don't feel that pressure. But the sad part is, you know, uh, society suggests that uh, you're a certain type of woman or you're less than or whatever. If oh, you're just sleeping with this guy and society says, oh, you can't have a lot of bodies and oh, you need to, uh, you know, make sure he's your dude or, or whatever before you do anything physical with him, blah, blah, blah. So now us, we can live free and we can live loose and, you know, without pressure, without judgment, without scrutiny, uh, scrutiny. Um, you know, because we're men. So, like you say, a lot of women 
will say, yeah, I do want a relationship because society says you should be in a relationship. Society frowns upon the woman that says, oh, who's living a life of, okay, well, um, I ain't doing a relationship thing. I got this guy I can bone. Or maybe if I'm really being real, I got these couple of guys I can call when I need to get knocked down. Right. And then after that, I'm going about my business, right? But for some reason, you know, not for some reason, I know the reasons, you know, if you listen to the music and, you know, all this type of stuff, and then just, you know, the, the names and the words people call, you know, these type of women. But <clears throat> I applaud the woman that's bold enough to live that type of life. Say, I don't give a fuck what nobody says. This suits me. This is what I want to do. Versus the woman that says, yeah, I do want to do that, but society says uh, I kind of got to, I, I kind of need to be in relay. I can't just live like that. Because I'm going to be a hoe. Or I'm going to be a thot or a skank, slip, whatever name you want to put on it. So I need to be with somebody, you know, you know, in order to, you know, satisfy this other part that, that I'm yearning for. So once again, it all comes back to knowing yourself, knowing what you want, and not being afraid, excuse me, to live that kind of life that you want. And not succumbing to the pressures of... Society or your parents, your mother, your friend, whatever, man, that's what it all comes down to. So if you're brave enough to say, I don't want a relationship. I kind of just want to kick it with somebody for a little while. Or I don't want a relationship. I just want to, you know, I just, I just want to get my, my the fucking bottom knocked out from time to time. You know, never. you shouldn't. It all comes down. To, let's make this real simple. Let's make this real simple. You should never fucking enter a relationship unless you genuinely want to be in one. Mm. How about that? I can't make it no. I can't make it no simpler than that. I've been saying for a long time, and I know I could have been one. My whole this whole eight years of me being single, it's a choice. People think, "Oh my God, I killed. Why are you single for so long?" I chose to be. Well, play. Yes. You're not very attractive either. That too. Mm-hmm. I know that. I'm not. Look. I'm not the most attractive motherfucker. Not at all. <laughs> Boy, he look at him and throw at this man, dog. I agree with you 100%. But it's like, yo, why? Like, I don't I don't care to be... I'm 27. I don't care to be rushing to get in something. Mm-hmm. I'm young. Like, I'm, I'm focused on other things. That young lady I saw you with was very gorgeous, though. Yes. And very good. We're working on something. We're working on something. We're, we're trying to. I forgot I was with a bad one when I saw you. I was like, man, look. What was her name? Yeah, what was her name? Well, you know, I, I, t- I told my chick, why don't you go to the car <laughs> for a little bit so, so I could just look at her? She was tough. And it's crazy because my co host that's not here, get well soon, my brother. Blood, you know what I'm saying? Went to the hospital yesterday, but he getting, he's getting better. He's good, not the house. COVID? Nah, blood pressure high. Really? Yeah. Eats pork? I don't know. He's he, he's big. He's a big guy. He's a heavy guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so he's getting. You know, he's he's good at the house. You know what I'm saying? But he's even saying like, man, a kill, man. You, I seen with some very attractive ladies, dog. But you single. Monday seen them too. Monday be like, God damn. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's just certain things. I'm like, okay. But you you eat booty though, so that's nothing. <laughs> if, you know. Well, that's. I'm not impressed. Well, that's some that's something that's uh. Any nigga that eat ass. <laughs> You know, he leave with that in the club. Hey, baby, you know I eat ass. She be like, all right, I'm going to give you my number. Hey, man, my, hey, man, man let's stop this podcast, man. Look, Ken, boy, man, my dude. My I love dog. you, man. Hey, so, man, right, guys, dog. 
my dog here. And forgive me for being so long-winded, man. No, you had a lot of promos, man. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of things and some hot takes. I, I was something that you probably didn't think about asking. You, you, got, you got anything coming up with people? Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a couple things, man. I got a couple. Once again, I got the uh, if you need to talk about. If you're in the Houston, Texas area, February 24, uh, 21st at a place called Libations on Fondren, if I'm not mistaken, I'm be like a, the aforementioned show. Uh, I'll be with a guy named 39 Cents. <clears throat> Instagram sensation man does a lot of things uh, pertaining to the city of Houston. I'm going to be with him. I'm going to be hosting. That's going to be a good show. I'm planning something, a nice big show for around March at a place called, uh, I'm, well, I'm still putting it together. I can't speak about it now and i got a dope dope super dope lineup man it's not solidified yet so I, it wouldn't be smart if i if i put it out there but uh look for something really look for something from me around march i'm gunning for around march i'm gonna need you back on around the 21st oh, you, ain't, you ain't saying gonna be back on. Be, look first of all there's gonna be a lot of shit's gonna happen between now and the 21st so of course you you of course. and 39 cents will be back and we can finally get the longer way to freestyle between me and 39. Oh, we'll do it, man. We'll do it. Also, hey, man, the, the uh, social media don't change. I use the same name for everything. Uh, everything I use is very uniform. It's the Ken Boyd Show. The K-E-N-B-O-Y-D, Ken Boyd, that's my name. Show. The Ken Boyd Show. Put that in anywhere. You'll find me. I'll come right up, man. Always a pleasure, brother. Man, my dog. Always man. a pleasure, man. Last show was great. This one was just as great, dog. Probably better. You know what I'm saying? Of course it was. This was, yeah, we talked about a bunch of bullshit, dog. <laughs> Kiss my ass. Riddle to kill, man. Ken Boy, man, we out. All right, man. Until next time. I think I...